crazy when you get to that amount and you see these people making like 100k months, 200k months, and then you think like 50k months, you're like, that's nothing. None of us like everything about our business, but that's what makes you a business owner is you learn every single step of the way. So you're able to teach that. If you have 300, 400,000 followers and you're not making, you know, 20, 30 grand a month at minimum, you're doing something wrong. Another story for another day, but we both got fired. You guys were having sex in the bathroom? Yeah, pretty much. Really? No. no. <laughs> oh, I was so into that, that been story. A great story though. I, I was I, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's just get into it. Guys, welcome back to the Aussie show. I am here with two very successful online coaches. And now from coaching people, you're coaching other people to build a business because you got to like what, fifty thousand dollars a month? Was yeah, we were hitting fifty, seventy-five, somewhere between like that line <laughs> in uh fitness. So that's pretty sure, good. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm here with Austin and Samantha. We met a while back, or like what, two weeks ago? <laughs> it it <laughs> seems like, like a while forever. back. We, well, I mean, I spoke to you guys for like the equivalent of what most people talk to for hours. Yeah, you and, always which is find like, that one person in the group that yeah. you just kind of connect with the most. Yeah, I feel like I trapped you in the corner. <laughs> no, oh my God. It was just like, it was I was just awesome. like, okay, I need to meet the, the, the wait, husband now? Yes. I was like, I need to meet the husband so he knows I'm not trying to hit on you. I remember you said that. You're like, where's the husband? You're like, like looking I, around. He needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Because obviously when you're at a party and you see some dude chatting, you're like, hey, 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 hey. Not as in like, you're not worried about her, but it's just like, cool it, bro. No, <laughs> it's like I mean, side eyeing. We, like, we have like these... Um, this thing where, I mean, she'll go off and do her own thing. I'll go off and do my own thing. And we mm. always keep meeting back up. You okay? You okay? Yeah, I'm doing this. I just met this guy or this girl. They're doing this and this and this, talking about this. And then creates another conversation. Usually she'll either introduce me to somewhere or I'll introduce her to somebody. Yeah. It's just nice. It's, you know, you have that trust and you guys can do your own thing. You don't have to babysit each other in a way. Yeah. yeah. Plus he was sitting like five feet away. So it's. Yeah, yeah. we were having our own conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Fine by that. Well, was, that was a cool event though too because. The cool thing about those things is the meeting of the people. Like everyone goes, oh, I'm going to learn. I, I usually expect, all right, it's a two-day event. And for anyone wondering, went to the Elite CEO's event. And it was, you know, I always expect, okay, they're going to be this much information, but I'll probably remember 3%. Yeah. But it's going to be the people that I meet um, that ends up becoming, you know, the best part of it. <laughs> yeah. And that was wild. But before we get really into it, I gave you guys pods on the boat. And your eyes lit up, Sam, actually. You're like, I love chocolate. It was so good. Yeah. Well, so okay. Good. So we're going to do, this is like the cliche thing. This is like as cliche as us lying to you about drop bears. Um, oh, so it was fake. I told you. We were having fake. a whole conversation. You it was real? I didn't know. You're very good at like, lying. I don't want to say. <laughs> 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 but like, just the way that you were like able to like express it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you got to watch out for those things. Like mm. it was so nonchalant. And I'm like. I can't tell if he's joking or if he's dead serious. <laughs> yeah, that's our superpower is sarcasm. And mine is like next level. It's problematic. I get in trouble with Stacy, my wife, because she'll be like, I'll say something and she's like, hmm, what? I'm like, I'm lying. She's yeah. like, oh, okay. Still can't tell to this <laughs> day. No. Which is, the, that's why I have to be so honest about everything because I need people to know that I'm never going to maliciously lie. And sure. I'm terrible at lying anyway. I can lie for a joke, but I can't lie for like malicious intent. They're just mm -hmm. the easiest is when you're joking around with people and you just see their how they're reacting to it. You're mm -hmm. just like, it's just feeding you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, I'm going to continue on. I'm going to add something else. Everyone just it assumes now. that Aussies can be trusted. It's like, mm -hmm. it's the accent. Well, yeah, well, it's the <laughs> accent. You guys, accent. You, you know all these different animals and stuff. You've lived there. And so yeah. 
us, you know, never, you know, going into it and exploring all these different things. You like with trust all the memes everything and everything possible. you see on the internet. It's like you think it's true until you yeah. an Aussie, and then he's like, "Yeah." We definitely have rabid koalas. Beware of them. <laughs> anyway, so Tim Tam Slams. Uh, the thing that blows people's minds, by the way, is this entire packet is like a dollar eighty US. What? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And you know, no cane sugar, which is a big thing. Like, I don't think we can have it in Australia. But so what it is, so this is hot milk. So we have to do it quick. You buy it one corner and then opposite corner as well. So make sure it's small. People get a bit excited and they take a big bite. Don't do that. Okay. okay. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to suck through it like a straw until you feel it melt in your fingers a little bit. Then wait a tiny bit more and then quickly eat it. So I'll demonstrate first because these are so good. Melted. Oh man, <laughs> that I'm looks so pretty good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> sold me. <laughs> All right, you okay. can go ahead. And but take I go it first. first. Okay, okay, The videos of everyone. Oh, hold on. I got to film this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna film it in three different ways. All right. You got this, Sam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so All one right. side. Yeah. It's a tiny Small bit. Bite. That was good. That was not mm. bad. Okay. I would, I would do smaller though. You don't Small. want to do too much yet. <laughs> She's like, it's already good. <laughs> She's already trying to eat the whole thing. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so suck through that one. Yep. <laughs> you guys are gross. Be mature. You have to put it in the milk. <laughs> yeah, you got to be in the milk, Sam. <laughs> you, can, you can angle the glass, the cup um, if you need. Yeah, let's do that way. Yeah, yeah. See, everyone's <laughs> first time is tough. Hey, look, I get it. Everyone's first time is difficult. It's awkward. You don't know what to do with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> You feel it melting yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. This is this is riveting right now. <laughs> I love watching people struggle. I'm so anxious now. All right, moment of truth. What's the review? <laughs> it is right. Mm -hmm. It like just hits hits different here. Oh my God. I came prepared for a messy fingers. Thank you. <laughs> is it irresponsible to suck? No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> say everything. <laughs> Trust me. I've said worse on this thing. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So anyone who's wondering, like, <clears throat> if anyone's listening to this, uh, if you're watching it, you can understand. Okay. Too big. It, Even it smaller. Broke off. It broke oh off. Gosh. Yeah. See? Bite like you are this a really good, 16 month old. Real tiny. <laughs> yeah. And see. So should, I, you... should I suck out of this one? Yes. Yeah. That'll be easier. And so for people listening, a Tim Tam, if you're not familiar with it, a Tim Tam is. A double biscuit. Everyone thinks it's a wave a wafer. It's mm -hmm. not. It's just a biscuit. Wow, he would do that. You were quick. Oh my god, it took like ten minutes to do that. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. very good. Yeah. That's so a dollar what? A dollar eighty. Dollar eighty for what? Eleven biscuits? Nine biscuits? Dollar eighty there. We can't get them here. No, oh, so you can get them here on Amazon. Oh, here's, in, here's the crazy yeah, importation tax. Whole the crate of it. Cheapest we could find was uh, nine dollars for one for one packet. I and think that's still worth it. Uh, look, to be fair, what you can buy in America, like even you sell people, oh, a dollar a biscuit. People are like oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. But then you tell them it's twenty cents a biscuit, and they're like. Pfft. Yeah, that's mind-blowing. Well, it's yeah. crazy because they have the chocolate now. That's what? What's your favorite chocolate? The Ferrero Rocher or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah. Well, that's that, new like, to you guys? Mm -mm. No. I was going to no. say. But yeah. they're, I mean, you can get a pack, like a four-pack for like 10 bucks. 
Really? Yeah, they're, they're cheap as well in Australia. Yeah, there they're are expensive one, and I'm probably like, again, it's like six dollars a packet, but a packet's like ten of them. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, oh, it's, it's I'll crazy. wait till Valentine's Day is over. <laughs> <laughs> Get everything fifty percent off, eighty yeah. percent off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so welcome to the Tim Tam Slam Club. That is amazing. Now people understand why I rave about it. Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. take a picture of that when we get home and order. Just get them off Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. here's how committed I was to the cause. I bought $200 worth of chocolate and like lollies, confectionery, you guys call it. Maybe no candy. It sounds creepy. You say lollies? We call lollies, yeah. It's like, just like lollipops or just No, no, lollies. They're just lollies. So candy is just called lollies. Mm. It's, it's cute, different. right? Yeah. It's a little, 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 little lolly. <laughs> yeah, kind of a lolly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those, I bought $200 worth. And again, that was $1.80. So you can imagine how much I bought. Oh, which is a lot. And it, it was still cheaper for me to pay an additional 200 US um, on the baggage over like the, the I, too heavy, overweight baggage fee or whatever. And it was just, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it's that's worth it. Yeah. It's been lasting me. Like I've been sharing it with people. I've been gluttonously eating a lot, like a disgusting fatty, which, you know, fitness. <laughs> <laughs> it all happens. Yeah. But uh, it still has lasted me like, well, I've been back for four, six weeks mm-hmm. and I've still got half of it left, maybe two thirds. Mm. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah. So you guys are in fitness. No, let's do a tangent from Tim Tams. If you guys have t- <laughs> like one guy, the guy, what we um, said on... I th- on my T-Clinics podcast was they go, once you go to, when their clients go overseas, they're like, eat whatever you want. Like the junk food there hits different. Yeah. You know, you, you'll, look, there's still a lot of chunkers in America, in Australia. <laughs> We've got a lot of overweight people, but I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem to have the high fructose corn syrup that you got. Like Stacey would always talk about that in Australia. I'm like, what's this chick talking about? <laughs> 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 but uh, no, it, it hits different. Anywho's so... Let's run through what you guys did to start. Uh, and then I actually want to also touch on your love life because it's hilarious. You um, clearly, mm-hmm. you know, you were playing <laughs> hard to get with her and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like the other way around. Yeah, sure. <laughs> truth. Don't get the truth getting in the way of a good, a good story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so what, what, what got you guys into starting online business and how – what was get, helping you build to a $50,000, $75,000 a month business? Uh, because, you know, numbers like that usually like for a lot of people is just, what? That's why two yeah. years wage for some yeah, people. A lot of people are in disbelief of how much you can make a month. It's mm. it's crazy because, and I'll get into like how we started in fitness, but it's crazy when you get to that amount and you see these people making like 100K months, 200K months. And then you think like 50K months, you're like, that's nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? So the more like, you know, we have clients now that are like, oh, if I could just make 10K a month, like my mind would be blown. I'm like listening to them, like, wait until you make like 20K, wait until you make like 30K. <laughs> You're going to yeah. be like, this is nothing. Yeah. But um, to start off, our, our story is pretty unique. And I like to think about it as inspiring. At first I didn't, but the more we go over it, the more I'm like, yeah, like that's, it's a pretty cool story. How um, when we first met, we were both personal trainers and we both got fired from our jobs. 
Um, another story for another day, but we both got fired. You guys were having sex in the bathroom? Yeah, pretty much. Really? No. no. God, so even <laughs> that, that story. That would have been a great story, though. I was I, like, I, we should yeah. just play along with these talking about tree bears. I was doing bears sports and he was assisting. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the easy challenge. You guys probably are not aware, but I used to be a personal trainer back in Australia for about eight years. After seeing so many clients stop training with me or stop those habits, they would just fall straight back into the things that made them gain weight almost instantly again. And so after a bunch of years, I realized it was, it hurt me a lot more than I think it hurt them because I just saw so much hard work go to waste. And so a couple of years into it, I started figuring out this new method that I call the one-two compound method. And so with that, it's about habit stacking, creating habits that will help you for years and years to come. And the best thing is it's so easy. So we've already had people lose up to 20 pounds in their first month by using the one-two compound method. Best part is they don't even realize that any thing is happening because it doesn't have to be this hard work. It doesn't have to be all of a sudden your life is flipping itself over upside down and you have to focus on 20 different things. Instead, you're going to have a one-on-one coach who will guide you every single step of the way so that you don't have to think. All you got to do is just do the next thing, tick that off for 30 days and the next thing. And after time, what you will notice is the weight will just start coming off. Now, this is not just for people who are trying to lose weight, also people trying to tone or just change some habits so that they don't ever feel like they're being miserable through a diet. Because let's face it, diets do not work. So to find out more about the easy challenge and the one-two compound method, all you've got to do is head to my Instagram at Aussie Blake Doyle. Now that is O. Z, or Z, you guys call it Z, don't you? You call it Z? All right. O, Z, Blake Doyle, and then slide in my DMs and just write easy. Now let's go back to the show. Talking <laughs> and it was love from there. <laughs> but um, we both got fired and, you know, this was kind of the time where we were like, well, we might as well just like go all in into like our own business because I always wanted my own business. Austin's always wanted his own business and we're like, we might as well just go for it. And I, f- I feel like before we go deeper... There's a reason we got fired, and it's a very small reason. But like we had don't, a don't talk negative about we, the package. <laughs> <laughs> we had a uh, we had a manager. We won't say names or anything like that. But we had a manager that had a thing for her before I joined. Um, no, we 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 don't know that. We don't we know, know that. that. We know it that. sounds like it. Probably, I believe probably we, probably, we, know, like, we that. Didn't know that. We know that. And he had a he had a thing for her to an extent, and she turned him down before like while ago. That's like your MO, isn't it? Just turning people it's, down, Sam. She has a thing where she doesn't... She <laughs> I can't wait for us to start telling the story. <laughs> but started dating. I, I started working there and, you know, as soon as I started working there, I was... We had our group meetings and stuff like that in like this yoga room and the whole wall is like a mirror so you can see yourself. Mm. And so he would be up there talking in front of the mirror and I'd be looking through the mirror looking at her just hoping she'd catch eye contact. Mm. And that was my thing of flirting. I was like, I'm just going to look at her a couple of times. She's going to kind of catch it. If you do it through bushes, it's, it's, it's very a little, different. Yeah, it's yeah. a little different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> different outcome at that so. point. It felt like it was the same thing. But you're lucky but... she was into you because like, if you, you do that same technique, like say you're just a little bit larger, kind of got like red beard. Not the same. <laughs> it's just breathe a little bit. I hope she notices me. <laughs> a little drool coming out. She's like, what? Looking what? At her. This is romantic. She's yeah. like, I need a restraining order. I know. I'm like filing a report with the police. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like, what? I love her. <laughs> I would do that all the time. And eventually got to a point where, you know, I was asking her out, things of that sort. But, um, but whenever we let the manager and everybody else know that we were dating, it kind of went downhill. Like work was great. 
we would go there. We loved working out there. We loved working there. Like we loved all our clients, the atmosphere. And then as soon as people found out we were dating, it was like everyone completely hit a switch. It was just a weird energy. Mostly the dudes? Um, no, it was everyone. Every, it was everyone. Not, I mean, girls wanted to hook up with you too, huh? I don't doubt I, it. I, I mean, I but we wouldn't know to this shit. day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy it's, to blame others <clears throat> when in reality it's like, I'm sure we played a part in it, but it's easy to blame others and say like, oh, he was into me, she was into me. We'll never know about the manager. Like, mm. sure, did he like flirt with me a little bit? Yeah. But like, you know, we were both single and it was probably just his way of being like, oh, welcome to the team. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, was, it was just, it's just crazy because we eventually ended up taking a vacation. So we took yeah. a two week vacation and we drove around the United States and we stopped at different states and just did our own thing there. Mm-hmm. And before, obviously you leave, you have to obviously put in paperwork and stuff like that and get approved by the manager, so on and so forth. So we did that, took our vacation, came back like two or three days early. So I think we started working again on Monday and we came back like a Thursday or Friday. Um, so we went to the gym to work out on a Saturday and usually mm. Saturdays and Sundays, if you're working there, it's, it's only because you're trying to get one extra client maybe, but it's very, it's not as packed as work days. So we came in, we worked out on Monday came around. He wanted to talk to me. So we sat down and <clears throat> he wanted me to work half the day. Eventually ended up sitting me down and was like, you came back to work or you came back early, but you didn't come to work. And I was like, well, you signed a piece of paper. Like I'm still on vacation. I want to enjoy workout because I just spent two weeks in a car traveling. Mm. So now I just want to work out and get back into the gist of things before work. And it was just this huge thing where we came back early, didn't work. We kept our vacation and stuff like that. I was like, you approved this. Like you shouldn't be getting mad or upset that we came back early and went to work out in the gym that we loved at the time. And then all of a sudden I got fired because of it. And, you know, he kept making all these different things and I kept kind of calling him out on it. And he just, as soon as I would call him out and prove him wrong, he would bring up a different issue. That wasn't mm. an issue or that other people were doing, but it was different towards me. And we felt like it was kind of like an attack towards me just because he might've had a thing for, you know, Sam and just kind of did his own thing. Um, so I ended up getting fired uh, and they went and talked to her and they're like, we want to keep you on. We want to maybe bring you up to manager. Like it was just this weird, it was weird, <clears throat> super weird. That is a weird one. It was yeah. Very but it happens a lot. I mean, it's, it's very common and that that's a tricky thing with working with people where it's like there's so much ego involved and it's funny because it's like, you know, same as when I used to be a bartender. I hooked up with one girl that it, like I shouldn't have been like she's way out of my league and all the managers all of a sudden like same thing. I was meant to become a bartender literally that next week, like get promoted and all of a sudden they just didn't need me. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird and it's it's she took the same vacation with me, came back the same amount of time. Worked out with me. Like, we were living together at the time. But it was an issue when you do it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they were they fired me, but then kept her. So it was just, it was kind of weird. Pretty, pr- pretty transparent, yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. And in the state of Florida, they don't have to legally, like, tell you why you're getting fired. So that was mm. always, like, a question, too. Yeah, they can fire you for anything. But um, how that oh, kind of... Oh, you looked at me wrong. Fired. <laughs> how that <laughs> you trans- checked him out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so actually, the opposite. He was into you yeah. and uh, was disappointed you yeah, were was dating upset. her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. But how that transpired is basically Austin, you know, stormed out. He's like, you know what? I'm just going all in. And um, the manager told me that, you know, he's been seeing Austin after a little bit post about his own business because, you know, we decided he'll start on, you know, online fitness coaching and I'll try to keep this job and pay the bills. And once his, you know, idea blows up, I'll quit and I'll join him. Mm. So what what ended up happening is... And when was this exactly, by the way? This was around December of 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we started online, truly online fitness coaching in like February 2021. 
So Austin was fired. I worked like another day or so and I was helping him with his social media, like just reposting things. And my manager brought me aside and he's like, if you post one more thing about his business, you will be fired. So naturally, any sense, (laughs) naturally, the same day I reposted one of of his stories. He texts me saying you're fired. And I grabbed my stuff when they were all in a meeting and ran out the door. And um, yeah, that's how that started. And we were going around like posting flyers because we were like, we're going all in. Granted, we had maybe like at that time, maybe a hundred dollars collectively. Um, yeah, we we just spent this <coughs> large amount of money on these flyers, mm, and we yeah. were waking up at like we had, three in we the had morning nothing. To, to bring them out. Because yeah. flyers are terrible. I tried that. Yeah, they're they yeah. so suck. expensive, and it's like you it doesn't don't even get work. <laughs> there's no like, follow up sequence. No. There's nothing that works. No, because I mean, we get what magazines and stuff in the mail, and we're, as soon as we, we see throw it, it away, yeah. yeah, don't even look at it. So what we did is we were like, okay, well, <laughs> let's do like personal training people's houses, and let's have people come over to our place because we had like a little in home, not like gym, but like we had equipment. And we were passing around flyers and I had one client that I got from Facebook and I had to drive an hour to her and an hour back. She paid me, I think it was like $400 a month. So that was our only income was mm. 400. But because- And that was about what, 75 an hour that you were charging her or? I mean, I was just charging by the month. So based on how, like there was zero strategy whatsoever. Yeah, yeah she, she just like reached out. She was bucks a month and then she would get like four or five sessions within that. Yeah, month. yeah. it was like a session a week. <clears throat> and that wouldn't like an equal hour. much as well. Like you'd be getting mm-hmm. minimal wage almost. Uh, and because yeah. people if forget that. about gas. Mm-hmm. And it was an yeah. hour. It was an hour from me. Yeah. I don't even think it was a month. I think she charged like the four hundred for the four sessions. So if she didn't use the session, like there was multiple times where she would drive out like over an hour, and she would cancel like five minutes before their session. Yeah, so she had to like drive all the way back. And you didn't have a cancellation policy? Not at the time. I was just trying to like get yeah. some sort of money in. I had z- we had zero strategy whatsoever, and so that was really our only income coming in. And we were like, something has to change because at this point now we have twelve dollars. And we're months late on our mortgage. And I have a foreclosure suit sitting on my counter. Oof. Yeah. Like we were in a bad, bad situation. Austin's vehicles were repoed. Like they were taken by the bank because we couldn't make payments. And so I remember I was like, well, there's this guy named Tanner Chittister. And, you know, he helps fitness coaches like build up their business. And I've heard of him through Hansika, which, yep. you know, yeah. Hansika is his girlfriend. And we met years ago. And I was like, well, let's see if like there's some freebies that maybe like he has or like whatever. And so one of his guys ended up reaching out to us and lead gening us because, you know, that's what they do. (laughs) And um, we ended up getting on a call with him. We're like, look, like we don't have any money, but like we do want this. And we forgot that Austin had a boat sitting in um, the mechanics from like years ago mm. and he couldn't get it out because it cost money to get it out. We had no money. Right. So he's like, well, let me put it on Facebook marketplace, see if I can get some money in with it. And like, that'll get us by for a few months. He ended up selling for 4k and we took that 4k and put it down for a business coach. Yeah. And, wow. this, and this boat was like, <clears throat> when I bought it, it was worth, I think they had it for like $12,000. Mm. And then when I went and got it fixed and it was just something small, like in the motor, it ended up being like a thousand bucks to fix. Very small, very simple, but it, I got it during COVID because there was nothing to do except for go out on the boat or if you had four-wheelers, go out on the four-wheelers, whatever it is. And so I got a boat, took it out a couple of times, ended up taking it to the mechanic shop because it just was kind of acting weird. And then um, <clears throat> long story short, dad ended up taking all my money, like left the state, like this crazy thing. So I had no money left to even get it out of the shop. So I completely forgot about it. I told the mechanic, I was like, you don't have to finish working on it. Um, 
because he, he already finished it. And I was like, you don't have to finish anything else. Like I had a, you know, a set of different things that I wanted done to it. I was like, I don't have the money to pay you yet. So just hold on to it. Yeah. Um, whenever I have the money, I'll get it out. And then eventually, you know, he fixed everything and was like, Hey, I did it for you anyways. He was like, so this is how much it was. And I think it ended up being like 1300 bucks that I owed him left. And he was like, this is how much it is. Um, just pay whenever you can. And whenever you can, you can come and get it. And, uh, I ended up putting on the marketplace and selling it. Um, originally I had it up for like eight or six, like eight or eight or 9,000 and people were messaging me about it, but I was like, it's in the mechanic shop. Um, it's all fixed. You just have to meet me there. Once I get the money, you can obviously take it and I'll pay the Which mechanic Which does off. sound like a scam. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. And, and yeah. people, as soon as I brought that up, people were like, no, I'm okay. And then I eventually put it down to like 4k and, and I finally got a hold of this guy. I was like, Hey, the boat's fixed. You, you can go there. You can test it. You can have, you can talk to the mechanic, like all these different things. I'll meet you there as well. Whatever you pay me for, I can pay the mechanic. That way you can just take the boat same day. Like just leave, titles in hand, everything's clean. Yeah. Here you go. And uh, we ended up going down there and selling the boat, for, I believe, for like 4K. But then ended up obviously giving the mechanic the money mm. and stuff like that. So we, I think I had a little less than like $3,000, something like that left. Re yeah, regardless, we were supposed to take that money and just like use it as like, you know, our survival money. Yeah, and which we, most people would think to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we we put it down for a for a business coach. And um, what did you do to bridge the gap for the for Tanner's course? Because I mean, it's more than that. What mm -hmm. did you guys do? Anything else to bridge the gap? Was it a payment plan or was yeah? It no, it was a payment plan. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I we did some of his free stuff just to kind of see if we even wanted to work with him. Yeah, and um, even his free stuff was like it was super valuable. It was it was valuable. Um, but obviously, you're not gonna get that much from it, you know, unless you execute these different tactics. And he would talk about the tactics, you know, he would give us free information, but then those tactics would lead to obviously his main course. Mm -hmm. And it interested us and we we're like, this is what we need. Like the way he's talking, the way like he's verbal, everything, like just communication, the testimonials, like it's all, it all fits. <clears throat> and then, um, so we ended up talking with, um, I can't remember who it was. Logan. Logan on the phone. And, Logan uh, was one of his um, closers. Yeah. And so we were on the phone with Logan. I was like, look, this is what I have. I'll give you this down front. And then um, I was like, whatever's left, I'll pay you at the end of this month or like a month from now, whatever it is. And he was like, yeah, we can do some kind of payment plan. I think we ended up paying a little extra just because we had that gap. Mm -hmm. um, but then within like three or four days, we ended up paying it, first $10,000. Yeah. Mm. It was... Um, was it the fear as well of like... <clears throat> You had to figure out how to pay the next payment, which also helped with your proactivity. I, for me, I don't think it was fear. I think it was more so like I had this intent that like it was going to work. I'm like, there's no way it's not going to work. And so I feel like as, you know, cliche or spiritual, whatever it does, that sounds, I feel like that's what allowed it to work. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like that faith and that belief. And, um, and maybe on his side, it was more fear. Like after a while, of course, like the fear starts hitting and you're like, oh my God, like, how am I going to pay them another four yeah. grand? Like I'm not making, you know, whatever. But because we were like executing everything and that's why I so heavily believe in like mentorship, we were executing everything and we learned the experience. Like we were able to hit that 10 K in the first week. Mm -hmm. And then from there we were able to hit like, you know, 20 K months, then 30 K. Then in our first five months we made six figures and it was like, okay, like we know what we need to do in order to, you know, hit those numbers. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the fear is always there. It just gets like, you learn to deal with it better. You know? Yeah. You just kind of <clears throat> almost like use that as fuel. Cause I remember whenever we first started, you know, obviously you watched modules and stuff like that about the course before you actually, you know, start working in it. And I remember watching the modules and I'm very like sale oriented. So I did sales for fitness before I went into the military and then came out and I always had a passion for it. 
And so I always like sales and obviously like money intrigues me and I've never been someone that has all this money and I've always seen it. So I'm like, I want to be that person. And then, you know, when I met Sam, she had the same mentality of like business is business. Like let's get it going. Yeah. And, um, and so it kind of, it moved me a little bit more. Cause if, if I was just by myself, I'd, I've had no money before I've, you know, done a lot of different things like just to get extra 50 bucks or hundred bucks or like when I was little, I would go outside and just, I, <laughs> I used to, I used to knock on people's doors and I used to say, can I, you know, for charity, like donations for charity. And I, <laughs> no, tell them it was for sure. Wow. She say, would say it was, would for, say it was for sure. That's a good racket. Right. I How would, much did you make? Um, I think in a day I'd make like 50 bucks, but I, I do it. How old you at the time? I was like eight. I mean, 50 bucks maybe. for an eight-year-old. Oh, yeah. Good. No, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would just spend my whole day going outside. How many Tim outside. Tams he could get with that? <laughs> yeah. In America, not many. <laughs> no, not, not many with that. But I would go knock on the doors and I'd say like, hey, you know, donation for church. And I would say my church's name and stuff like that. And they'd be like, yeah, here you go. And I'd keep up all the money and then I'd split it with my friend and I. And then I'd keep mm-hmm. some of it and I'd hide it, in the, <laughs> I'd hide yeah. it in the garage somewhere so nobody found it. That's good. And um, real, real life Pablo Escobar <laughs> you married here. Yeah, and, and, sure. and I've done, you know, door-to-door sales before, not for like home security, like Tanner and them used to talk about, but I've done um, hurricane windows. So like you mm. knock on the door, get door slammed in your face, like same thing. And Should have um, led with the church thing. Yeah. <laughs> Would have skipped the door yeah. open a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Donations for church, but uh, boy, I have you guys. Some <laughs> yeah. hurricane windows. Because <laughs> um, so God has a wrath like yeah. another. <laughs> Break them over. <laughs> like if you don't if you do not do this donation, the hurricane's coming right yeah. here. <laughs> but um, so we had the mentality. So when we were watching the modules and stuff, I was very intrigued with like, the process of knowing how much money we can make. So while we were doing the modules, like I was doing it as well. So like it was talking about like messaging and cold outreach and I was practicing it, like cold outreaching while I'm still watching these modules, mm. just putting it to work while I'm doing it. So I might as well do both things at once instead of waiting. And, um, you know, obviously I, I got my first call within like an hour or two and it was just, it was a horrible call. <laughs> it was just God awful. But <clears throat> just putting that time and effort into it, like I was working like, what, like 16 hours? Like we, I would be yeah, in the we room constantly, like from morning to night, like just in there watching videos, messaging, practicing everything. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get our schedule booked and, you know, she was focusing on like starting everything, getting all that stuff going. And I was good at sales. So I was like, I'll do this, you do this, and then we'll convert together mm-hmm. whenever the time came. So <clears throat> like two or three weeks later, you know, she went into started doing like the sales calls and stuff with us. But we were both in the office like 16-hour days, 17-hour days, like head down, watching the videos, learning from it, taking notes, practicing it. If it wasn't working, we'd go back to the videos like we missed a step. And it was it was very hands-on like that for the first I just think it was like pure yeah, pure execution. Like we just like my biggest thing that I try and preach to people is that you need to find someone who has done what you want to do and then follow their footsteps. 100%. Yeah. And so that's what we did. It's just everything. It was like we weren't overthinking it. We were just doing it. Yeah. You know. So. Keep going. I'm still listening. Oh no, no, no! I'm <laughs> just checking the cameras to see. What, I don't want people missing out on this. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was just. <laughs> I, I, guys, I warned them before this. I was like, if you see me look away, I'm still listening. No, no, no. yeah. I mean, that's. I that's... heard the voice. You're just like, fuck. He's bored. Yeah. <laughs> was, she was I'm like, like yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. what? Uh, should I talk about the falling tr- uh, tree bears again? <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just pure execution. I mean, we we followed a plan to a T, and then if things change, like we learned to adapt, and that's what I feel like people are so fearful of. They're like. Well, I invest all this money and then what if nothing happens? And it's like, yeah, we invested $15,000 when we had $12. You know mm. what I mean? It's, you'll it's find scary. a way if you want it bad enough. And I tell yeah. people that all the time. Like yeah. people are like, oh, I don't want to take out a loan. Well, it's, you do, obviously don't want like to make that We're like too bad. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Like I, what was it? 
because for me, Tanner's thing didn't work. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing fitness though. I was doing the content creation, mm -hmm. but it's also because my stuff has like a longer churn rate. In, it's oh, sorry, different. longer, not sorry, not churn rate, uh, a longer like time, yeah, nurturing. Yeah. So like I closed a guy literally a month ago that I had a conversation with the first or second week uh, for like 10 Gs. Mm. But I've been out of the thing for about two, three months by this point. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I learned a lot for it, but for my business was very, you know, it didn't make sense too much. Right, right. Um, but then there's other people like that guy that does the visa stuff for India and the guy's <laughs> killing it. He's making he like three or four hundred. Like but he, he's an example of finding such a high need yeah. with not much competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, not very, a, I've never heard of anything unique. like it. Yeah. Anything and for, like for it. people who have no idea what we're talking about, there's a guy who does – uh, help with assistance with visas for Indian yeah, for the green Indians card, to get into America. And as you know, there's no shortage of Indians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that he's he just, he's crushing it. Crushing. Um, but yeah, like it, it's funny when you guys say about the investment part, I literally do the numbers of how much money I've lost in the last 18 months mm -hmm. that I'm like, you know, again, hindsight, I could have not done it and been fine. I was like 50 grand. Mm. But... I've learned from them and also most of them like, fuck, if I'm still at this point, 50 G's in the hole, but I'm not actually in the hole. I've just, you know, I haven't made any money. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, that's, yeah, that's it's a good sign, yeah. you know? It's yeah. an investment with everything because a lot of people expect to like pay, like, here you go, here's, you know, 10 grand and they expect to make this, this much money within like days, yeah. but it's. People well, they don't act work. on it. Yeah. Like it's a scam. Right. People right. don't put in the work. <laughs> right. and it's like, yeah. it works if you, if you execute. Because if you're just mm. watching it and you're expecting something to happen, like there's there's been clients of ours now that we're like, you have to do this and this and this, and they don't do it. Like we're literally watching their profiles and like all these different things and that we're telling them to do that works. Yeah. They don't do any of it. And then they jump on a call a week later and it's like, you know, I'm still in the same spot. It's so like, well, you didn't execute any of these things that we yeah. talked about. Yeah. And that's a very common thing though. Like another coach I know that they do it in the spiritual space. And, you know, it's always the ones that complain the hardest where you're like red flag mm -hmm. yeah. and this one girl wrote a negative review, said it doesn't work. It's a scam, blah, blah, blah. And they go, you went through 2% of the material. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, we have the back end proof. Um, and like, it, no doubt it works. It just does. It's a, I think a lot of people too, and you can correct me on this. We have, you know, the, um, over optimist, over optimistic tendency, mm -hmm. which is like, all right, I'm going to start this. It's going to work, blah, blah, blah. And then we get into it and we realize it's a lot harder and everything's harder than we expect, yeah. you know? And I, I, that's why I tell people when I'm starting out with a staff member or anything, I'm like, if you think it's going to be this hard, times it by five. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to yeah, be anything, probably 10. Yeah. <laughs> anything you, know? you do, like same thing with a, what, like just marathons, like stuff like that, like very simple things where it sounds easy, like just don't stop running. Mm. And it's like, oh, I can, I can run five miles, 10 miles, 20 miles. Mm -hmm. And then you end up doing it and it's like, it's... Hard. It's a lot harder than what it yeah. seems. Like the, the work that you have to put into the training, the eating, yeah. the sleeping, like all these different things add up into that result. And people just see it on the outside and they're like, this guy just runs all the time. That's it. That's the only way he's good at that. But in yeah. reality, there's a lot more that goes into everything. And yeah. so getting up to like the 50, 75,000 a month, mm -hmm. um, what did that look like in terms of like, you guys seem to have a system where it was like, you were the marketer, um, Austin, Sam, you seem to like the executor. Kind of like an Alex Hormozzi, Layla situation going on right here. Marketer, back end. <laughs> Is that an accurate description? It, I think it, it was at first. And then we ended up, there was, I mean, there's months where she does fantastic and I 
do absolutely nothing. And then there's months where it's switched and there's months where we meet half and half or mm-hmm. however it is. And it just depends on our motivation throughout that month. Like there's, you know, with any business, you go through any kind of depression, you go through any kind of like obstacles where you're like, this isn't working or something like that. And your partner is over there like, it's because we're not doing this. Like, let's go back to the basics. Let's do this. And she's very good at that. If something's not working and I'm freaking out or, you know, if, if we're not, you know, bringing any clients in or whatever it is, there's times where she's like, it's because you're not watching these videos. You're not bringing mm. the work. You're only working an hour or two expecting all this other stuff. Yeah. He'll, uh, I mean, it, I guess it really just depends like how he said there are times where like it's half and half. Um, but we're pretty good at bringing each other back to earth and thinking like, okay, well, are you actually doing the things you want to do? Because I'm not like that soft girl. Like if he's doing something wrong, be like, because you're not fucking working. Like you need to actually work. Mm. Are we allowed to curse on here? Of course, like 20 okay, times already. <laughs> I'm trying to cut down. She's like, we're trying not to effing do that. <laughs> but um, he'll, I'll tell him, like, track your numbers. And he's like, oh, I'm doing all this. Like, I'm, I'm making this. I'm sending this many messages. And I'm like, okay, but are you? And he's like, okay, well, let me count. One, two, three. No, I guess I'm not. I'm like, well, you need to actually, like, understand what you are doing versus what you're not doing. So, yeah, mm. there are times where, like, I've been you know, the breadwinner or there are times where he's been the breadwinner. But now we're trying to delegate a little bit more where I'm just getting so busy with like the fulfillment, with the messaging. With I have so many conversations a day on like Instagram and Facebook and he is really good with like the sales aspect. I enjoy sales, but if I'm having a lot of these conversations, I'm like, my brain's going to explode. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't have the time for this. So we're trying to delegate in that way. We're like, I'll still have conversations, but like he'll do majority of like our strategy calls or sales calls and I'll focus more on like the tech and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So we're just now after all this time starting to delegate that. Yeah. She, she's very good at like content creation, like doing videos, like doing all this other stuff. And I hate that stuff. Like I hate posting. Like she's all the time. Like you have to post more. You have to do this and this and that. Like, I hate it. I'd rather talk to people. I'd rather do sales. Like, I like the competition of trying to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just feel a lot better whenever I'm doing the sales part of it or the sales calls. And then there's, I mean, there's times where, like, I'm like, I need to get better. And I'll sit there and, and study and, and figure out what I'm doing wrong to get our percentages up, stuff like that. And then there's times where I get two in my head and I'm like, oh, like, this is easy. I can do this regardless. And then that's when we start, you know, doing a little bit worse with our sales yeah, and stuff like that. you get I have kind to keep, of high on your supply. Yeah, and, uh, and we have to do the same thing. And um. You know, when we started getting up to that, you can have that on the table. Don't worry. Okay. There's, there's no <laughs> table really manners the here. Aesthetic. <laughs> the aesthetic. I have Pokemon cards behind us, and I am in <laughs> a purple wall. Well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything works for a reason. <laughs> but when it got to those numbers, like we were both like working nonstop at that time, and um, it got to a point where like we need to have someone else in here, and so we, you know, hired you know other Legion people and things like that. And it got to a point where we can start focusing on the things that are going to start bringing us in more leads or more money and stuff of that sort. And then all of a sudden bringing someone in, it's like, okay, now we have an extra person in here. So now let's double down even more. And I think it kind of brings that that kind of motivation. Like you want to be a great business owner Mm. and you want to be a great leader for the people you hire. Because if you've never hired anybody before, never owned a business before, having someone inside the business, it feels weird because you don't know how to be a, a a boss really. Yeah. Like you, you're scared to fire them. You're scared to talk to them, tell them like, Hey, we need this and this and this. You try to talk to them like a person, but in reality you have to be the owner Yeah, and they have to understand that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when it comes to online, like with a lot of people that will come in and work for you online, I feel like they don't see it as a, as an actual job. Yeah. So a lot of the time they're like, Oh, well, you know, if I miss, you know, a call or if I miss a meeting, it's fine. Like I have something else going on. It's like, yeah, to treat like a, like a job. Like, are you going to tell your boss? Like, I'm not coming in today. I have, and I woke up late. I'm so sorry. Like mm-hmm. you have to treat the same exact way to see the right outcome. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people that um, don't realize working for yourself is harder motivation-wise, and there's a lot of people who want to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's what I – again, it's like you have to start the day, I'm going to work. And if you're in a relationship where the other person doesn't understand that, you're always the asshole because you're the boss. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus like you can – when you have a boss, sometimes it's nice because you can just blame them. Yeah. Like, oh, my boss is making me do this. They're like, oh, yeah, what a dickhead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it's just like, no, I have to do this. You're like, you're a dickhead. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And so um, for people that are like starting out solo, what do you find is the biggest struggle? Because uh, now you guys are obviously coaching people to build their own business like you guys have done. What's the biggest hurdle you find mentally that most of your people starting out have? Really putting themselves out there. So one of our biggest foundations is just having genuine conversations with people because mm -hmm. a lot of coaches out there don't do that. Like, cause most of our clientele are fitness coaches. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on calls with people when I was a fitness coach where they're like, I can't thank you enough for jumping on a call with me and taking the time to actually get to know me because people just want to sell me things. Mm. And I'm like, you have to get over that hurdle of like, you're not, yeah, maybe you are trying to sell something, but it's more than that. You're trying to provide a solution for someone that really wants this. And when they don't realize like, oh, I'm just trying to sell, like they get like imposter syndrome or they're like, I don't want to feel like scammy or spammy or whatever it is. It's that mindset shifts of understanding like you started a company for a reason. And if you gen genuinely want to help people, then you're doing the right thing. It wouldn't be normal for them to not feel that way. But it's that mindset shift of like, OK, you have a service that can really help people. And it's a disservice to them if you keep it to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And also finding, I mean. To piggyback that, it's finding p the reason that someone might not need you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I'm going through with Libby right now. She's my messenger. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, she gets a bit excited. I'm like, all right, that person still was naughty. Like they, their response was, I guess so, for a mm. call. I'm like, that's no, no yeah. don't send them the link to book yet. Yeah. Um, and I think it is because we're like, you know, it's like when everyone's, again, back to the overall optimistic thing. It's like, oh, my business is going to succeed because why? Because I just know well. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this person wants to get on the call. Do they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, mm, not really. Not really. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's where it becomes salesy. And it's funny because have you guys noticed that that's a common thing? Oh, I don't want to be salesy. But what they mean yeah. is it's like they expect people to just reach out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't Which work. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. In two years, it's happened to me once. Yeah. Once. There's so many people out there that are like, if it doesn't like – you know, it doesn't feel right to sit there and reach out to people. I want people to reach out to me for my content. It's like, that's mm. not going to happen. Like you have to work. get to a certain level. Work. Trust me. I've had 50 million views in the last eight, eight months. It's happened once. Yeah. Yeah. The only it time, the the only time people reach out is when they're like, Hey, I noticed you like, I, I can help with your content. I'm like, Oh, you want a job? And it's great because it doesn't happen until you get to a certain point. And even then it's like your ads are what's bringing them in. It's not just you posting yeah. a picture and having yeah. some kind of quote and all of a sudden they're like, wow, that really, I mean, if that really a, hits deep. Yeah. If you're a celebrity or like, you know, you have a huge presence, like maybe, but yeah. then there's these people like influencers that have like 200, 300,000 followers that are making zero dollars. And yeah. it's crazy. And, and yeah. And I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. It's like they, they, so cute. <laughs> they're, they're done. Like <laughs> they're the so, they're such like, uh, like, like fitness people for in general. Like we know a lot of fitness people in the higher up space that are like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm making decent money. But it's like you could be making mm -hmm. so much more. And it, so many people have this, uh, like this reality check of, 
I'm doing all this. I have this many followers. Like if you have 300, 400,000 followers and you're not making, you know, 20 or 30 grand a month at minimum, you're doing something wrong. And it's very hard for people to realize that it's like, whenever you talk to them, it's like, no, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing or posting content, or I'm going to talk to another fitness coach about what I should be doing. It's like, that exposure, any yeah. exposure. I'm just gonna post, like we call it the post and hope. Like yeah. you just post and yeah. you hope people to come in. It's like that. It does not work anymore. Maybe in 2012, but like now, yeah. it does not work. And well, that, that's our whole strategy now. Is we actually DM every single person that likes our stuff, mm-hmm. and it's all it is usually. And if you guys listen to this right now, it'll probably happened to you. <laughs> Thanks for liking the podcast clip. We can send you across the whole podcast if you like. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. We send just out a like, genuine message yeah. on yeah. a good day. It's like you know, a couple hundred messages. Yeah. Because it's. You don't have to think about it, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's just like, hey, if you liked our stuff, would you like some more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly. There's tons of times where like I'll I'll message somebody and I always message new followers and things like that. If they look like, you know, they're a fitness coach and they do fitness and stuff like that and I'll message someone and then it'll come to a point where they're like, all right, I'm ready for your pitch or like, go ahead and you're going to pitch me, aren't you? And I'm like, well, I'm typically I'm not going to pitch somebody that is obviously doing okay or, you know, doesn't need help, but just because I follow you back or I'm reaching out doesn't mean I'm always trying to mm. get your business. Yeah, like we're just m- trying to have conversations with people. Like that's, I think that's again the mindset shift. It's like, no, I'm just trying to talk to you because I'm trying to understand my followers. Like you followed me for a reason. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? why are you following me? What kind of yeah. like service or, you know, what kind of influence can I give you to help you in your, you know, your business? Because in reality, it's, we're not just messaging you to get a lead or to get a jump on a call because it's not going to do anything for us if you say no. So yeah, what I want to do, yeah. Time. So Correct. I want to do yeah. is obviously see how you are, see who you are, see what you do, and then provide some kind of value in hopes that later on you'll you'll end up reaching out whenever it comes to a point where you're ready to scale your business or grow your business. But if you're at a point where you're not going to be a good client, I'm not going to try to sell you. I'm just going to try to give you some kind of some kind of visual, some kind of help with anything. That way you're like, okay, what he teaches or what he does works. And now I need help and I'm ready to grow. So now I'm going to reach out to that person because he reached out to me, he provided some kind of value Mm. that meant something to me and that showed me, you know, a result. So now I trust him with my services regarding just someone that you're messaging, just trying to say like, hey, let's jump on a call. Like you said, where they're like, okay, I guess it's like, they're not going to be a good client. They might pay you the first payment. You're always going to have problems with them later on. Yeah. Bringing in new leads is hard. Creating content is even harder. And trying to get in the door with certain business to business relationships can be impossible at times. But what I noticed with this podcast is, it's actually a lot easier than we think. When I first moved to America last year, this was the first thing I created. And what I noticed was I was able to speak to people I never thought I'd be able to, create content from this that was usable to market my company. And then three, I was getting leads coming to me as well. And as a result, the first year brought in an additional $100,000 as a direct reason and response from this podcast. And because of this success, we've created the Social Elevator program, which helps you as a business create a podcast as a lead generation tool. And the funny thing is we had this success figuring it out as we're going. And now we have a well-oiled machine with different strategies that are constantly working to bring in more leads, building better connections, and then also build a presence for our business locally and then even beyond being local. And so in the Social Elevator program, we'll go through how to niche down, how to build it correctly, and then also how to distribute the different pieces of content to constantly be building relationships with your audience and with those ideals prospects. And don't worry, you don't do this alone. You will have a coach with you every single step to help you create the right podcast as a lead gen tool for your business. So to find out more information about the Social Elevator program, go to skymediahouse.com or click the link in the description. Now let's get back to the show. 
And it, it's it's to, totally normal. Like, again, Libby, if you're listening, you're doing great. <laughs> Good job, Libby. <laughs> She's probably like, fuck you, bro. I'm trying here. <laughs> um, but I... You know, learning, and it's funny now that I'm teaching her, I'm like, oh, I get it. I used to do this, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, oh buy my shit. And, <laughs> but again, it always, it usually ended up as just a call where I'm like, fuck, this is a waste of yeah. both our time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once you did that digging, when it was like, I guess so, it was like, you know, this girl had a lot of things going on. She was moving home, just started a new job. I'm just like, yeah, wait, there's no mm-hmm. time for this, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And same with other clients, like with my content stuff, same thing. They're like, oh, no, nah, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, okay, that's totally fine. Yeah, it's it's, and then, it's a lot of money at first, but the money you're going to be making and the, the way you're going to have your own business set up the rest of your year or the rest of your life if, you know, continue doing it, mm. there's a huge return on your investment. Like, you know, when we put down $3,000, it's like, yeah, that's a lot of money up front. You like, put up 100% of your money. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's And very, you were behind <laughs> the rent. <laughs> yeah. And we oh, had we no, were like we months no, behind. Yeah. yeah we like, had, we there was, were, was it rent or a mortgage? It was a mortgage. Oh, it, was first, it was my first <laughs> house. I bought it at 22. And they I, came I to our house, house multiple times and they finally caught us when we were leaving to go to the gym one day. And they were like, hey, are you, you know, Samantha Corbello? And she's like, yeah. And then they were like, okay, like, I'm You've been served. I was like, oh my God. And we were like, Jesus. It was awful. I mean, it's funny now, but like. Well, we we already decided that we were going to sell the house and and try to make some kind of profit before we got foreclosed Yeah, we were able to, we were able to pay it off. Yeah. But it was just, it's just crazy because it's like, that's a huge, like $3,000. Some people make that in a month Mm. and just putting that down to something and not having any kind of net to fall back on is a little scary. And a lot of people don't take it. But if you don't take that jump, you're going to stay where you are. Yeah. Over and over and over. You're going to be in that rat race constantly. It's like you have to break that and do something different mm. if you want to see some kind of results. Because what happens if you stay there? You're going to stay there. You're not going to succeed or like succeed or succeed and go anywhere else. Like you're going to stay there. Hard. But yeah. if you if you take that chance, like the worst thing that happens is you go back to where you were. Mm-hmm. Mm. But if it works, you're now way ahead of where you were. So like people don't see it that way. They're just like, oh, that's a loss of money. Money will come and go regardless. No matter yeah. how much you make, you know. Everybody that makes millions loses millions as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just the nature of the beast. Like you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. And it's that's just the process with it. Well that and that I saw a quote the other day which was fantastic. It's like billionaires make their billions by losing millions. Millionaires mm-hmm. make their millions by losing thousands. Broke people don't make any money, so they don't lose money. Mm-hmm. And it, half the time, they're still going to lose their money. They go out every yeah, night. They buy dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They spend it on beer, alcohol, drugs, time, like one weekend out of the month mm-hmm. that they'll just spend like hundreds of dollars at a club. It's like the money could have went towards something else. Like you could yeah. literally save it up. Don't go out to dinner every single night. There's times where we have spent thousands of dollars on Uber Eats in one month, and it's like, you You've spent thousands spent of dollars. <laughs> I think one month we spent like, it was like five or six grand that we spent was, on Uber Eats in one month. How much were you eating? Well, every now, time. Now your wide shoulders make sense to Yeah, me. there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we were, we were like competing and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, it was like. We were we competing, didn't, so we were eating <laughs> Uber Eats. Like, <laughs> but, we didn't, but we didn't leave the house. You're like, competing, we were competing like working. you get a bigger Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just working it, constantly. Yeah. We never left the house unless it was to the gym. So like every meal we ate, we didn't go out or we didn't cook because we mm. spent that time working. So we you know, ordered all the time. And it, it was wasn't always like, curve. yeah, it wasn't like fast we food every time. Like it was it. like decent food most of the time. Yeah. But it was just the point where we spent so much money where we could have maybe spent a thousand bucks in a month instead of 6,000 <laughs> and could have probably been a lot healthier as well. I mean, it well, wasn't 6,000, but. It was, it was up there. It would yeah. be like those fat asses. Like. It really, it, no, it <laughs> was like true, four though, or five it, grand. It's, everyone now is starting to realize, I mean, hopefully, but uh, time sometimes doesn't equal the money that you're trying to sp- mm-hmm. like save. Yeah. 
You know, I do that with my haircut. Like I spend an extra 20 bucks for the girl to come to my house. I save two hours in a day. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> time is so valuable. People don't understand that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why coaches exist because we are able to take the time that you would take, you know, learning mm. it yourself. And it's, it's Same crazy thing. because there's multiple times where I'll, I'll go into groups and just see what people are talking about and stuff like that. And so many people are like, why would I spend money for someone to sell me on how to make more money? It's like, well, don't you spend money to, you know, talk to a realtor and to get a house and stuff yeah. like that? Like, don't you do all these different things? <laughs> like, someone's like, <clears throat> don't you pay, like, a fitness coach to help you get into shape? Don't you pay, you know, an uh, athletic trainer to help you be better at football or whatever it is? It's like, that's the same thing with a business coach. You hire a business coach to help you get better at your online coaching. Yeah. And people don't see it that way. They're like, that's such a scam. It's like, you're doing the same thing with a fitness coach. The you're thing the is, people are always going to think that everything's a scam. Everything's a scam, yeah. you know. Well, it's always too. It's like you know, um, like I said with with Tanner's thing, I didn't personally make the money back. Yeah, and some people but, don't. And I, you know, I said the complete opposite because I'm like, well, yeah, there was also my business was going ham anyway, mm-hmm. and you learned but, a lot from it. I learned a lot from it, right? And, and like some of those it. techniques, I actually added into the product for my current clients mm-hmm. because organic growth isn't as as easy now because Instagram keeps changing mm-hmm. shit. Um, and so I've implemented the cold strategies where I'm like, all right, hey, here, like mm-hmm. you do blank, whatever it is, like completely different industry. Yeah. We're going to start finding you leads with our DMR mm-hmm. and do blank, blank, and blank. And so yeah. I learned some great things that will help keep those clients, which I would have otherwise just been spinning my wheels right. and, you know, creating well, problems. S- sometimes it's not monetary value you get out of it. I mean, even if the program's dog shit, it's <clears> like <throat> you've learned things along the way. Everything's an experience. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I get that. And, and I tell the same thing with people as well. It's like <clears throat> if you hire a fitness coach, for instance, like if you hire a fitness coach and you do no work, you're not going to get any results. Yeah. But if you hire a fitness coach or any kind of trainer or anything like that and you do the work, you're going to see some kind of results, regardless of if it's the results you want or maybe it's something you weren't expecting or maybe it's not exactly what you wanted, but you still got some kind of results or you learned something from it to use at a later time. Yeah. So <clears throat> a lot of people are worried like, they th- the only reason why people think it's a scam is because they don't do any of the work and it doesn't work for them. Yeah. But like how you're saying, like it didn't work for you, but you still learned things from it that you can help your own clients with it. Yeah. So yeah. it might have not have made you more money, but now you're helping clients and they're seeing better results. So now it's helping your business. So it's yeah. you're almost like piggybacking from and it. And that, that's what I think shifted a lot is most people don't look at, all right, I'm actually buying skills. You know, like, again, we go to school. We understand going exactly. to like college or whatever, that sort of stuff. Like... That's not a scam. They're teaching you how to do, go get a job, which is, they're teaching you how to get money. Mm-hmm. And, but for some reason, there's a bit of a, I mean, there's a lot of bad actors out there for sure. But I think people are not sort of looking at it like it's a school. Like I'm paying for my schooling. Is that me? I'm yeah. never popular. I turn mine off. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm never but yeah, a lot of people don't look at it as like I'm buying skills. I'm just collecting skills. Like money is useless across time. Like, I mean, pff, what inflation's insane right now yeah, yeah. that Ridiculous. you may as well just buy skills. Cause if shit hits the fan, I can go and apply this over here. Mm-hmm. And exactly. that's how I looked at it with, the, with my experience was I was like, things are changing. All right. I can imp- I can apply these little things and then actually add to my current product, which will help my clients mm-hmm. and help also grow my business too. Yeah, because so you learn that skill set. Yeah. yeah. Because like whenever we we paid <clears throat> for help with our fitness coaching, 
to get it off the ground. But like we learned all those skill sets. So whenever we went to business coaching, like we knew exactly how to get our business up and running and we did. And then we had both of them going at the same exact time. It's like, you'll always have that skill set. Now you know how to create a business from nothing into something or into, you know, a seven figure business or six K or like um, six figure months and stuff like that. It's like, we know exactly how to do it. Now we just have to execute it and implement the same stuff we use. Obviously it's a little different. And obviously, you know, that's why we, you know, have our own mentors and we continue working with them is because there's always stuff that you can learn and get better at. And then when you think that it's too easy for you, you have a lot more to learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a very common thing. We get a bit higher in our supply. And uh, that's when you end up, you start chasing that like constant curve. Like things are great. You stop marketing. You're like, fuck it. And then things start getting bad. You're yeah. like, oh crap, I've got to market again. And yeah. it's versus just if maybe you're at 75% the whole time. Well, yeah. It's, it's a little bit nicer. Yeah. I mean, business is ebbs and flows, unfortunately. It's just the nature of the beast. It sucks, but yeah, ups and downs. And so um, with people that are trying to start fitness businesses, do you find that there's a sort of characteristic that helps you also like, because I mean, you can tell people that are like, all right, you want to get onto it. We can see how this goes, but there's also other people you're like, man, this person's going to crush it. Is, is there sort of traits that you can see like lifestyle or whatever where you're <laughs> like, all right, blank, they're going to take off. Yeah. Go ahead. Was, right, you sound excited. So. I was going to say, because <laughs> I, I mean, I, I take a lot of, you know, calls and we get a lot of no's and things like that. And from what I've noticed most, it's the people that are like, I'll, I'm going to do everything it takes. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if I fail or not, are the people that do the best. And it's because they have nothing to lose. It's, they're not thinking of all the technical things that they're like, okay, I need to do this or I need to do this. They're like, I'm going to put my head down and do the work because I want this outcome Yeah. compared to the people that are like, oh, I need to get my, all my certifications before I can start doing this. Or it's like, you just need certifications if you work inside of a gym. That is the only reason why gym has certifications. What I'm not taking away from getting a certification because it's good knowledge and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you think that you have to have certifications to start an online fitness business, like you're dead wrong. Like gyms require that. So the gyms can't get sued for you to work with them. Because whenever I first worked at the gym where she did, I didn't have my, my certifications where they needed to be updated, but I still knew what I was doing. And so gyms will now like let you work with them without certification. They'll pay for you to get your certification just so they won't get sued. Yeah. So like you don't have to have it. It's the people that are like, I have to be making this much or I have to have lived in this house for this long of time or I need to make sure I have all my certifications. Those are the people that usually do the worst because mm -hmm. they, they do not they putting overthink in the work. everything. And their focus is on something different rather exactly. than the pain. Yeah. And I think what it also means about the certifications is like you need the, of course you need the experience. Like I wouldn't take on a fitness coach that's like, I've never done it in my life. I'm like, well, you should probably get some sort <laughs> <Yeah>. of experience <laughs> before yeah, even and though have some things under your belt. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the people that are ready to rock and roll. Like we've taken so many, so many calls and the ones that do the best are like, okay, I'm all in. Like, let's do it. And then not only that, but once you get started with them, it's like, okay, I watched this, like, here's what I'm going to do. And they almost like tell you, right, for feedback rather than like, okay, what do I do next? And it's like, mm. if you can follow proper instruction, because I mean, we give them proper instruction of yeah, like- Yeah, we teach them everything. They get a whole email of like one through five, here's your next steps. And if I could always tell if someone messages me and they're like, what do I do now? I'm like, you can't follow proper instruction because you couldn't even read the email that I sent you. You know what I mean? So you, it's just those who like have that common sense of like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. Like, here's my game plan. What do you think? Like as yeah. my mentor, they always <clears throat> excel. 
And it's the ones that always show up too, like, cause we do like group calls and stuff like that. And it's the ones that are actually showing up on the group calls that are asking for help, that are asking questions throughout the week. They're interactive. Yeah. They're, they're executing. In, they're like yeah. putting their, their wins and stuff like out there. Like they're very excited for what they're doing and they're always wanting to learn are the people that do the best. Like everyone that shows up on the calls that we have and stuff are doing amazing. And the people that aren't showing up on the calls, every, like any kind of calls, like we, it'll go a month and they won't show up on a call. Those are the people that are like, you know, I want to hit 20K, but I'm only at 11 and I've been at 11 for two months now. Like, what hmm. do I do? It's like, we're telling you exactly what to do on the calls, but you're not showing up yeah. and you're not asking questions for help. Like, you, th we're not going to reach out to you. Yeah. Like, we have tons of other clients. Like, we're your business consultant. So if you have questions or need help, you have to let us know. Like, set up a call with us. Contact us or contact us because we're not going to contact you 24-7 and say, what can we do better? Like, what do you need yeah. help with? Like, that's your job at that point. Yeah. Like, we're doing At ours. that point, you're hand-holding. Yeah. Right, right. And that's not the point of it. Yeah. And so um, it's interesting because uh, it sounds like as well the issue of like, oh, I'm not making 20 grand. I'm only making 11. Um, there's a Alex Mosey quote. It's one of my favorites. You're asking the wrong questions. And so that, I mean, I have a reminder on my phone every single day just because it makes me say, all right, what can I ask today? And that is usually the issue is, is like, oh, how do I make 20 grand a month mm -hmm. versus how do I build a system of uh, efficient messaging, efficient calling. How do I build a system to learn the skills so that I'm better at this skill, which inadvertently makes me that 20 grand a month, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, um, it's interesting that, I mean, I was, I was guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I want to make X amount of we month all are, yeah. Yeah. versus it's like, all right, you're looking at the top level of the building, hoping to get there without looking at how to walk up the steps. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, <clears throat> Just it's you have to be skilled on all parts of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. and you have to learn. Like you can be amazing at sales, but your lead gen strategies are horrible. You're not going to get to that 20, 30, 40, 50K mark. You're not going to yeah. get that sale because you're not even bringing them on the phone now. So you have to get better at every single skill. Like once you start getting better at one, you have to get better at the other because then all of a sudden you have people go on the calls and you can't sell them. So it goes hand in hand. So you always have to continue learning. And like you said, look at where you're going to be going next to get to that final end goal. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. don't do that. They're just like, I want to make 20K. They're not like, how can I make 20K? I have yeah. um, a funny story about someone that reached out to me and <laughs> we were actually at the event sitting in the hotel room. I don't know if you remember this. And some girls like, hey, like I see you all the time. Um, I was really hoping that you could like, you know, help me with my closing. I was like, okay, so like you need help with like sales. She's like, yeah, but like I want you to close sales for me. And I'm like, do you know how much money you'd have to pay? I run a whole business. <laughs> yeah, this, this girl has, like, is I'm not like, making any what? money. Like, She she yeah. made about, like, not to call her out or anything. It's just like a scenario. But she, I think she was making like $500 a month. Mm. And she's been doing it for a while. And she's like, I really just, I just hate the sales part of it. Like, I need you to do sales. And I was like, you don't understand that none of us like everything about our business. But that's what makes you a business owner is you learn every single step of the way. So you're able to teach that. Yeah. Because if you're just looking for a closer, I promise you, you're not making anything. Like you got to learn the steps in order to do that. Like how you were saying, like there's some things that are tedious, like messaging sometimes is super tedious, but like you learn how to do it. You learn how to excel at it. And that's what makes you a good business owner. Yeah. You know? Well, and then also it's like, um, I think social media now is also, we see everyone's highlight reels of their life mm -hmm. versus, and so we're kind of constantly bombarded by how fun life is. Like everyone looks yeah. at my life and they're like, dude, this is fun. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I spent... X amount of hours editing those videos. Like mm -hmm. I sat over there just for ages. <clears throat> and I think that's part of the problem is we see the exciting part of life, but 
forget that nine, you know, it's a classic, it's a cliche iceberg thing that what you see versus what's behind yeah. it. Yeah. But the thing that always shifts me is like, I'd rather have that fun life. That's 10% that everyone sees with the 90% of like bashing my head against the wall. But what happens is when you know how that 10% feels, you enjoy the 90% because what yeah. one thing I, and I said this to Tanner on when he was on my podcast, where he talks about how shit it is to own a Lamborghini and, you know, it sucks. It's this and that. I'm like, no, no, but you got the opportunity to achieve that, mm -hmm. to realize it wasn't your mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So now you can focus yeah. on something else. And then that's when he realized, he goes, it's a process that I like. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that is the lesson. But you, you have to constantly achieve your goals to realize you don't like them. Correct. Yeah. You know, or that, all right, I, this wasn't what I thought it would be pivot or what's it that I like. And that was the thing when I first sold out, like I wanted to be a musician, bad, you know, and then I sold out three shows and I realized the fun part for me was the grind. It was, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, the show was fun, but I was like, it wasn't as fun as I thought it'd be. Yeah. And it was, it was a lesson where I was like, I just love that shiny object in the distance and I love chasing it. That every time I get that shiny object, all right, I need to, where's my next one? That yeah. one. Well, it's <laughs> you know? the same thing. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you like chased the girl and then they didn't like you and it was like, ooh, you know what I mean? Mm. Like you kind of keep chasing, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep chasing them and then you get them and you're like, oh, that's not as fun yeah, as I thought. Oh, that's not your story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she turned me down three times. <laughs> turned you on or turned you down? Yeah, both. <laughs> oh, that's I good. three times? <laughs> Jesus. Lift your Sorry. game, Sam. Oh my God. Yeah, she, she would talk to me till like three or four in the morning. And uh, that's so out of context. No, she would talk, she <laughs> talked to so me till like context. three or four in the morning this one time and then the next day like act like I didn't exist. Oh, you're a game player. It's she out of context. Was. Listen, we don't no. need context. Don't let okay. it ruin the story. Yeah. Yeah. You're you a know. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that, that's the thing I think is, um, yeah, the fun part is developing the steps to that goal. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, like, again, everyone's like, oh, 10 grand a month. That's my goal. Like that seems to be like everyone's thing. And then you get there and you're like, oh, my life still is no different. And, yeah. you know, I get like Tanner with the Lamborghini. You 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 need that thing that drives you, so that it's like okay, I I need I need a reason to come up to work, like yeah. come up, mm -hmm. wake up and go to work because it, working for yourself, like I said, it's working for yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to turn up. If you, you don't get, it's not like you have the luxury of all right, five's done. I'm gonna go home. You know, work wasn't done, but uh, you know whatever, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah, you don't have that luxury. It's like no, I get I get paid for execution, not for hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you have that shiny object in the distance, as long as it's not too many, which in <clears throat> social media has given us these infinite options, which is a problem. Mm -hmm. There is like a sort of, we've now got to, I think we've now in the next couple of years or whatever, have to train ourselves at saying no, mm -hmm. you know, because I think we think that we say it's hard to say yes, but we say yes to so many more things we think we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like, you know, Oh, I'm going to be an online fitness coach. And then like it gets hard because the optimistic, optimistic tendency is starting to wear off and you're realizing it's work and you're like, oh, no, this just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And then some other guru comes up. You're like, do you know what? I'm going to do that. Yep. That will work. And then it's the same chasing the next shiny object versus like, do you know what? I'm going to have to just be shit for a year. And then the second year I'll be real freaking good. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's how we started too is like, Whenever we our, our dream was to hit just ten thousand dollars, we thought our it was dream was unreal. to hit five thousand dollars. Yeah, like if we could hit five thousand dollars, we'd be like, <laughs> pay the mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah and we, right. And we, and and we hit ten grand in like a week, and then all of a sudden we were like, this isn't anything. Like I want to hit 
higher. Mm. And then we got to like 20 grand. It's like, no, <laughs> I want to hit 50. And then we ended up going to one of the masterminds and all the, the people around it, like we were making the least. And all these people around us were like hitting 50, 100 million. And so we were like, I want to hit 50. Like that's our goal. And then we hit 50 and it's like. 100. Yeah. 100, yeah. 100 or a million a month. Yeah. It's like every time you reach where you want to go, it's like it doesn't feel how you want it to feel. Mm. But then also you have those times where you get really depressed because you're not hitting it. Like I, like if we were to try to hit like a million and we got to like 900,000, you, you'd still get super depressed. Even though that you're yeah. making way more, you still get super depressed. Like I messed up or like I failed myself. But then you also have to think back is like people are only making like fifteen to 1,500 to three grand a month. And yeah. you're over here making 900,000 a month. And it's the journey too of how we started from zero. And it's not just us. I mean, it's any coach or any person in business, any entrepreneurial leader, like you're right. It's it's the journey, but many people don't realize that that's what you're chasing. It's not yeah. the money. It's, it's the journey that you're chasing. Yeah. That's why entrepreneurs that are really successful fascinate me because it's like, you know, the one, especially the ones that are like, all right, I'm going to just, this one, it's been successful. I'll sell it. I'm just going to start something else. It's going to take me five to 10 years to build this, but I'm going to do it. And you're like, yeah. whoa. Like, and you realize that it is that for them, they just love like, hey, I'm going to build this thing, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I've seen my best friend in Australia, like his mom, they were they had a nine-figure business. Mm. And she's like, I'm going back to college. I'm just wanna, I, I really want to start a cosmetic company. I'm just going to figure out how to do that. Literally, they're like, she's been doing that for probably 20 years now. And the thing makes stupid money. Well, I mean, she's got the money <clears throat> to sit there and, and fall back. and, and well, she, well, well, she did, but it was more like, all right, we've built this thing for like this other company. We've built it the last 20 years. It's self-sufficient with the husband running it um, that you don't really need me anymore. So I'm just going to go start this thing. But again, 15, 20-year mindset, like she's freaking making soaps. You know, her, mm-hmm. like they built a barn. Again, yes, they had the money, but... She was getting degree after degree after degree, yeah. all related, you know, that take years. And so again, she's made, she's, at, they got nine figures, but she's at school learning, Yeah, you well, know, which most people are like, why the fuck right. would you do that? You have all this money. But yeah, she's like, I love the learning. process. But the, right. That's the learning curve. And that's what makes leaders so different is that like the real risk isn't ch- starting over and like mm. this is making soaps. The real risk is not doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and then just like constantly learning, like business is ever evolving. If any entrepreneur or leader tells you that they know everything, that is the biggest red flag. Yeah. Like yeah. things are constantly changing, constantly having to learn things. Like she, you know, wanted to go back to school to like, you know, not maybe not reinvent herself, but like learn a new skill. And that's like super important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is like when you're focusing just on the money, that's why people that make uh, win lottery numbers, or uh, lottery winnings, usually are gone because they have no skills to back mm-hmm. that up versus, all right, I'm going to keep buying skill after skill after skill. Right. And then when shit hits the fan, it doesn't matter because the money wasn't the thing that was making me the money. It was my skills that were exactly. making the money. And you the skills you can't... more. Yeah. You can't easily unlearn skills. You know, it's, it, that saying, it's like riding a bike. I haven't ridden a bike in a very long time, but I'll get on it and I'll be able to ride it within a minute or two, yeah. you know, probably instantly. But, and I, th- I believe that's the same as a lot of our skills, as long as the landscape doesn't change too much, you know, like once you're used to grinding and DMing for 10 hours, your, your messenger could up and leave tomorrow and you're like, fuck, this sucks, but I know what to do. Exactly. And I'll just do it until I find someone else. Yeah. Versus your example where the girl's like, I need a, I need someone to do sales. Cool. What if you said yes? Then you're like, you know what? I'm out. Right. <laughs> 
business tanks. Yes, all mm-hmm. back down. All back you don't have to you learn the process. Set, yeah. If you're going to be a business owner, you have to know every aspect of your business. You have to know how to do yeah. it because your you workers are only going to be outs. as good as you are. So if you suck at sales and you hire someone that's amazing at sales, I guarantee you their sales rate is going to go down because they're looking out for you and looking after what you're doing. And you're, you know, you might not have as knowledge as they do, but they're going to eventually get to your level because that they're looking at to you as a boss. So if yeah. you're not good at it, they're only going to, their, their skill set's literally going to start going away because they're only doing what you're telling them to do. And that's, you know, it's important to like know your, you know, what's working for you, what you're good at, what you're not good at. Focus on all of it to get better at it and then hire people that can do those skill sets and then obviously learn more. So they learn more and then all of a sudden your business starts continues to grow. Yeah. And also if you're giving them that intangible, like just hiring someone, it's meh, whatever. But if they need, they need to have that intangible part to it, which is on oh, learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you got to find someone with that mindset. Yeah. yeah. It's know? very hard these days. That's the tricky part. Yeah. That's the tricky part. We're like, no, like, everyone now I feel like we think we're worth more than we really are. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gary Vee said it once, like, oh, I'm not going to, some kid was like, I'm not going to go to that event. It's not worth my time. He goes, how much do you make a month? Goes, oh, I'm starting my business now. He goes, so it's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that that event that has at least this much value is worth not as much, not worth your time. And that's a common thing I think. I mean, I've been victim to it. I'm not saying I'm not. Sure, we all are. But um, definitely I think some people just, we want to be successful now because we're constantly seeing that 0.1% of people that are successful, that it's creating these unrealistic expectations of what it takes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, how do you... With do you ever try to mitigate those expectations with your clients, or is it just sort of like it's a hard thing to like? Do you have techniques to mitigate those? What do you mean, as far as like their set expectations? Those, yeah, and, like set those expectations, um, because of that, I guess. Oh, I'm going to be successful, or it shouldn't be hard. Like making money is easy because everyone freaking says on the internet. Mm-hmm. Do you have a mentoring practice and have you seen it effectively happen with some people where you've been able to change them and be like, fuck, you're right. Well, it's, I just have something very quick yeah, to say. No, well, it's, it's <clears throat> when people think of like making money, they think of that it's hard, which it is hard if you don't execute and actually don't try to put in the effort. Mm. It's making money online, especially online, is extremely easy when you actually do what you're being told to do or you're executing or you're learning these different strategies. It becomes extremely easy. But if you're going on and you're just like, I want to, going back to what we said earlier, if you're going to hire a business coach and you're just expecting to make this money easily, it's not going to happen unless you put in the work and then you're going to see how fast it's coming in. I respectfully disagree i think (laughs) i think it's i think it's simple (laughs) i think it's simple but it's not at all easy it's simple to you said it's easy it's not easy it's simple so (laughs) (laughs) she got you on the technology the the, uh technical there what i mean by that is like you guys really are married yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep and um what i mean by that is like following the protocol or following like the, the execution is is simple, but doing it is not easy. Like actually having to go over that hurdle and whatnot. So as far as setting the expectations, I think you can kind of tell or like have that intuition when someone comes in of like, do they have the right expectations? Like on the call, you know, setting them straight, like I want to make a hundred K months. Like, okay, that's awesome. Like that might be optimistic, but if they're just set on that and they haven't made a penny online, that's when we bring them down to earth. Like, mm. why don't we start with like 5k? Would you be happy making 5k? Oh, I don't think so. Have you made 5K before? No. Okay, so yeah, you know what I mean? So starting from like that stepping stone and having them understand that like 
you might not see the success that we have. <clears throat> One of the reasons we did is because we were just like full force, like we were ready to go at it. Mm. And we understand some people have full-time jobs and most people that join our team like have full-time jobs that want to quit that job and do this full-time. But they also have to understand that like based on their time constraints and based on, you know, who they are as an individual is going to be dependent on how successful that they are. Yeah. It also seems like as well, you're, you guys have a high pain tolerance. And what I mean by that is not just physical, but mental. Mm -hmm. And that's usually the thing that people struggle with is working is mentally painful. Oh yeah. And that's usually, again, like the amount of mental pain to get yourself to a business of a hundred grand a month is insane. If you've never made five, like making that first five, because someone hasn't gone, done the work yet them doing that $5,000 a month at the beginning would probably be just as painful for you guys making a hundred grand because you're trained in that pain tolerance. Yeah. And, um, I think that's a big thing that I find with people and you probably will back it up too is yeah. it's that pain tolerance of fuck, this is so annoying, boring, mind numbing. Mm -hmm. That's painful. It's, it's, <laughs> it's what works. It's, you have yeah. to do that. And it's, <clears throat> there's, there's, a point to it, like we'll, we'll talk to people and people are like, I don't want a message. It's like, well, no matter, they're like, I want just want to do ads. It's like, okay, well, your ads are going to go to your inbox. So then what? You don't know the strategy to even get the call. Just because people come from your ads doesn't mean that they're just, or they're ready to sign up. Yeah. You still yeah, have to talk to them. them. Yeah, You still have to nurture them regardless. So you have to learn that skill set regardless of if you don't want a cold outreach, if you don't want a message, if you don't ever want to talk to somebody, you have to, if you're going to build that trust and build your business up and it's just the cold hard truth for it. And I love like, going to what you kind of said earlier about like, you know, how we have that pain tolerance and stuff. I think a lot of that is people are like a lot of people nowadays, they're, they don't believe that you can do stuff. They really put you down. And, mm. and my whole entire life, like I, I've been made fun of multiple times. I've been told I can't do something. I've been told, you know, I'm not going to go into the military. I'm not going to, you know, get a motorcycle or I'm not going to do these things or we're not going to create a business that's successful. And it's like those factors like push us even harder. Like I love when people tell us we yeah. can't do something. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to go, drive. I'm going to go yeah. out of my way to prove to you that I can do it just because you don't believe in it. And That's why I tell him a lot that he can't do things. Well, like, and what, funny <laughs> right? thing is yeah. when we were doing fitness, I got so burnt out and I was like, I hate doing Like I'm starting to get into a very bad depression again. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I was like, I, I'm burnt out. Like I don't want to do this anymore. I got to a point where like, I wasn't even working. Like she was just working. She was taking the calls. Like we had someone working for us. I was like. I'll just go on my phone and play on my phone all day. Yeah, like you'd be I, on the couch. Yeah, like. I'd, I'd be on the couch. Like, and and at first, like I'd still be on the couch working, and because I, I I hate just sitting in front of a computer. And most of my messaging is done on my phone anyway. So yeah. it's like I'll go on my computer and it makes me more productive. But like if I'm sitting on the couch or like outside or something like that, and I'm on my phone. Like I can still get the work done if I have that mentality of handy yeah. to work. And um, I remember when we were going, we were doing fitness, and then I had the idea of doing business instead. And I thought about it for a long time. And then um, it got to a point where I was even offered another job doing private jets and things like that. And it's like selling private so jets. Selling private jets. And I was like, I want to do that because I have a friend that does that and makes, you know, like a million a year doing it. And it's like, that sounds fun, but like I want to create something of our own. <clears throat> and so when I brought up business to her at first, like she was like, let's continue doing fitness and then let's make a certain amount. And then once we hit this and I see your drive for it, we can go to business. And I was like, I just don't have that drive for fitness. So I brought it to her multiple times about mm. doing business. And I remember one day I literally, while she was working, I, I wrote all these, these notes and like this board. And I was like, I'm going to do this and this and this. And I brought her in and I was like, I need to have a meeting with you. 
so we went to the office and I had the meeting and she, you can tell like she believed me at the same time, but there was a, a big factor where she was like, you need to prove it to me. Yeah. You need to prove it to me. So like, if you're going to do this, you need to go all out in it or I don't believe that you're going to make it work for business. And I was like, okay. And then we, he, he ended up doing pretty well, which is the reason that, you know, I stepped in and I was like, okay, well, you know what? Like we do have a crazy story and we could probably help so many more people and it's bigger mm. than fitness. But going back to the pain thing, I mean, it's a privilege. And I forget who said it. It was, um, I think, I don't know. So many, people probably, said it <laughs> so many people probably said it before, but I think I heard it from Sebum um, when he said pressure is a privilege or pain is a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I go back to that all the time and, you know, he was feeling pain and he was feeling pressure. And I mean, we both were, but like, that's, that's the privilege of it. That's the drive for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it seems like too, I mean, cause I'm the same, like personal trainer of eight years, fitness is my life in terms of me personally, that, you know, if I was to go into that properly, it'd be more like the building of the businesses for the fun part, the fitness stuff might not be, but obviously seeing changing people's lives is the fun part too, mm-hmm. versus again, what we focus on. Um, and that's what I've noticed with, I mean, even editing my business, it's like, the editing is painful sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of fun, but I need to figure out what my threshold is of that. So it's like, all right, how much can, of my business can I outsource, but k- still keep that little bit of painful fun <laughs> yeah. of the editing. Yeah. And um, so I totally get your way. That's a bit of an injunction sometimes for you where it's, it's the same shit for me. But then that online component is the different novelty for it that keeps mm-hmm. it a bit of a game because it has to be a game. I think that was the thing that shifted me too, was I viewed it as a game versus uh, not so much life and death, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And now it's like I'm at a point where it's like, again, cool, X amount makes X amount a month, cool, whatever. But if that means I'm busting my ass, all right, now I change it to how do I make that money but able to do X, Y, and Z. So like part of it is like, how can I build a business where I can go to Australia for a month a year? And Europe twice, two weeks a year. Mm-hmm. So that's now my new jigsaw puzzle of trying to figure it out. Because I'm just like, all right, cool. I can make all this money. But if I'm fucking grinding the whole time, who gives a shit? Yeah. And um, maybe that's, I don't know. The, what Have you got like little intangible things like that in your game yet? Um, <clears throat> You mean like just like working towards something small and then... Yeah, like so rather than like a monetary value, is there like an intangible... Because you guys already have the online business. You yeah. can do it wherever you want, which is why I said go to Australia for a month because you guys can. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there anything else we like, all right, is there yeah. the next sort of jigsaw puzzle for us versus just sales? So this sounds really like, it makes me sound like a better person than I actually am. But <laughs> <laughs> there's these videos I see on like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever of people like literally handing over money to people in need. Mm. And... That is something that it's like, I want to do that. I want to have the ability to be able to do that. Of like people in need or like our family or like if someone's really struggling and like I'm able to like just help them in that way, like that it would mean everything to me. I get emotional every single time I see videos like that. And it's like if I'm able to give back in some sort of way where I have like enough finances or enough like resources to be able to provide that to other people, like I think that's like a really important goal for yeah. myself. We we talked about like having a, like eventually – when we get to a certain part starting or point, a yeah, starting like a foundation or something like yeah. for like 
you know, for like homeless vets homeless or vets, yeah. just tons of different things. It's like we want to give back. Like, <clears throat> And I brought it up like two years ago. I was like, I want to be making enough to where one Christmas we can just have an envelope for each one of our family members and have like 50 grand in it and just give it to them for Christmas. Like just come in with envelopes, not say anything, like just mm. hand it to everybody. It's a check in each one. And it's just like 20 grand or 50 grand for each person. And it's like that'd be an awesome goal. It's like, yeah, it's expensive, but it's like that's something that we want to achieve one day to where if we do that, we're not looking at it like, oh, we just lost like so much nothing, money. But yeah. at the same time, we might be giving hope to somebody. Yeah. And they know? could, yeah. you know, 20 grand can go a long way for those. That one's like always. So I'm, I'm always like that with like be careful though, because I've got a bunch of like <clears throat> one of the guys who was on my podcast, Derek Faye, venture capitalist, so much money. He realized he was training his family to be mm-hmm. resentful towards him by him always like, oh, we need this. No worries. Take it. Like, yeah. And well, what we happened don't do that, was, though. Yeah. <laughs> Where, <laughs> He's like, you yeah. don't help our family. Now. Yeah, it's, I mean, we, we help like if they like. Because the foundation would be cool. Like the foundation's kind of cool where it's like, because um, obviously like giving money, it's tricky. Like, well, like we said, money doesn't mean anything. Right. You can give someone 20 grand and then two weeks later it's gone because they're like, right. yeah, I went gambling. Right. Yeah. It's the value <laughs> of it. Yeah. Versus yeah. maybe... I don't know. You, you like uh, Cody Sanchez did that recently. She found a problem in South America, and rather than her, like she has, I have business knowledge. I'll just build a foundation, and I can control the money, and control how it helps the people. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be something. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's more work. Yeah. It's a lot I mean, harder. Hey, it's a lot harder than just is money. Well, yeah, yeah well, I mean, no, no, but no. at the, at the point of this, cool. is a, it's a it's a goal to hit. So it's it's something it's, veteran yeah. related. Yeah, definitely. Because he's a vet and it's, I've seen him struggle with, you know, whether it's PTSD or it's depression or whatever <gasps> it may be. Have you ever done ketamine therapy? No. Ketamine therapy? Okay. How many people die from ketamine? <laughs> no, no, no. So that's because they do it illegally. So um, one, <laughs> of my, one of my clients is um, a ketamine therapy center just down here. One of like, so it's fascinating where as soon as I get my citizenship, I'm trying it. Because the stories that they tell about it is incredible. So we filmed a bunch of uh, content for them recently. We're about to start a podcast with them. And the stories from these people are fascinating. One of which is a vet, hmm. uh, a Marine. And, you know, big dude, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like the guy is, the guy fucks. And... <laughs> The way he speaks about his PTSD story, it was just clarity. Mm. And the reason being is that the ketamine is basically a um, disassociative. And so like, you know, we've got all these, we're basically like paper mache. There's a problem and our body builds all these things yeah. over to protect it. But what it does is when you take it um, in an environment where, you know, they put on blindfold, uh, you've got some music or whatever, and you're in a room on your own and you're monitored the whole time. And... Basically, it removes all that paper mache, so to speak, over the top that you can actually third person watch the thing that caused you trauma Mm. or trauma, sorry. And it gives this third person clarity and allows people to process it. So there's like there was one lady who had lost her father, lost her son to um, fentanyl, couldn't leave the house, fully debilitated, like she was debilitated. Well, that's the word. Couldn't leave. And she had the first experience saw him on a beach playing the guitar and he was just like, I'm all right. I'm totally fine. And now she's out and about and she's fine. That's insane. And Is it similar to like an ayahuasca experience? She wants to do that so bad. <sighs> the whole ayahuasca thing, like 
they just rebranded vomiting with oh, it's a purge. Like <laughs> I don't know much <laughs> you, about you it. You throw like, your guts up and probably shit in your pants and yeah, like don't worry, it's a purge. True. It's, it's like, a... no, fuck that. <laughs> no, this one is <clears throat> it only lasts for an hour. Um and it's injected into intermuscularly and you're mm. fully followed. Like they they basically have cameras and they they watch you and they monitor you outside to make sure you don't freak out or anything like that. But uh, yeah, 45 minutes to an hour. They then help you pre -pro uh, post-process it with um, like a therapist in a way to break down what you saw and what you learned. But yeah, super fascinating. That's <clears throat> so interesting. Ketamine therapy. Because I was the same thing. I'm like, isn't that a horse tranquilizer? Where's yeah. this at? Huh? Where's this at? Um, Bimbanita. So oh, right yeah, here. it's... I mean, I can link you guys up with them because yeah, yeah. it's, it's fascinating to me. Like the more I, because I said, I'm like, look, the freaking medical stuff, no one gives a shit. What I care about is a story. If you find enough people, which they have no shortage, like we can mm -hmm. film eight people in a day with stories. Um, and all of them are so different. One guy was colorblind, saw colors for the first time. Wow. He was just oh in a room. God. And then all of a sudden they was like, sorry, he, he, he had it. He was in a white room and then all of a sudden just fell through the floor and he was like seeing colors he'd never seen in his life. That's wild. And the only reason different he, shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't he didn't even have like quote unquote trauma to deal with. It was just his wife had to process it. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, well, if this can help other people, I'm a chiropractor. If I'm going to recommend it, I want to see what it's like. Yeah. And he was like, holy shit. <laughs> I would love. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. To uh, link you guys up. Like, yeah. yeah. For yeah, sure. pretty cool. like I said, yeah, like this is fascinating to me. So He's got a podcast show, actually. He was on the podcast too. Yeah, so oh, we'll have to listen to it. Uh, my self wellness guys, anyone who's listening, fascinating. Charles Patty, his wife Christine, like they're very very interesting, and yeah, his story is wild too. Used to be heavy into every single drug under the sun, mm. but best kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, cool. I'll link that. I'll link you up with that one. I'm excited. I'm you got to tell me what it's like. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> Every second of it. We'll come knock on your door right after. Yeah, you'll be like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to give us your address. We're yeah. just knocking. Well, what's weird about it too is the amount of people that have religious experiences who are not religious. They're like, yeah, I saw Jesus, Buddha. And I'm like. It's all of them in the same room? Like, yeah. So like, but it's weird because all of them <laughs> seem to have said the same or like the majority of them said the same thing. And like, I'm not religious, but I swear I saw Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> sure. Whatever you say. Yeah, but <laughs> no, it's um, yeah, cool. I'm excited. Oh, you're gonna drop into like space and all the all falling <laughs> tree bears <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> the tree bears are coming in. <laughs> Koalas everywhere. Like, oh crap, like right. <laughs> this galaxy's gonna come talk to you. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. So no, they and they do it. The thing that's great about them is their goal is to you to not come back. Mm. versus what most pharmaceutical companies are like. They're right, like, how right, do we right. build a subscription model? Yeah. And like they're coming under a lot of scrutiny because, you know, like anything, anything that is like a couple of hits and then you're fine, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's dangerous. Yeah. But he's like, they do like a six treatment thing. It's like once, I don't know how many times, how frequent it is, but it's six total. And he's like, yeah, we don't want you coming back after. Those are the yeah. Those back. are the people you trust. <laughs> yeah. Trips are gonna be so <laughs> good. Awesome. Yeah, like every day. Like, I don't have any trauma, but put me under. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I've got a couple of like not crazy things, but I'm just like I just want to. I I don't know I, when I I went to a psychologist just because I was curious. I'm like, what's happening here? And you know, he was just like, we got ten free sessions. So I was like, you know, good old Australia. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm just curious. And then he came, when I sat opposite him, the guy was like, why are you here, dude? And I'm like, I don't know. 
then I found out a couple of things. He's like, huh. And I'm like, yeah, this seems to trigger this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you like talking like third year honors shit with psychology? And I'm yeah. like, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, then that's why for me, I'm like, I'm fascinated with it because it's just the stories that they keep telling that are so vast. It's not just like uh, one consistent thing and different lives, the different walks of life, people, you know, like young guys, older women, chiropractor, skeptical m- marine. You're just like, okay, there's probably something here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something got to be going on in it. Yeah. yeah. But um, all right, cool. Well, then on that, you guys rock. I'm actually glad I got to meet you. Uh, oh. And for anyone who's trying to find you to build a fitness business, because you guys are freaking good at it, uh, where can they find you? Uh, my Instagram at Samantha J. Nichols. Yeah. And, and I mean, mine as well. It's just Austin Michael Nichols, just first, middle, and last. N I C H O L S. Yep. N I C H O L S. Yeah, not A S. So not Nicholas. Put, yeah, Nicholas. So many people put Nicholas. How many people Nichols. call me and they're like, hello, Mrs. Nicholas? And I was like, nope. It's Nichols. <laughs> it's Nichols. N I C H O L S. Yeah, we have all of our links in our bio. So, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And, uh, Buy some Tim Tams. Yeah, I'm oh, going yeah. to take a picture of that. <laughs> I'm before. dreaming of those Tim Tams right now. Like. They're so good. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye.